listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Modest I be in interviews. Some niggas hating because I play it like I know had no clue that I'm the greatest. Uh, Tory come sit up on his dick. I see you wait and need a baby because I'm too young and wild to be the savior. Uh, nail me to the cross and I'm just hanging. Least they left me a serpent in my fingers. I'm just smoking. Players from my city rarely make it to a poster. Less you gotta warn what you got in the Corolla. Oh, officer, just Boosie Boo and DJ Yola. Uh, won't let them haters get me down. That's what they told us. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we are in the house mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead Sunday yes i think there's actually a democratic debate tonight about flint michigan so that i might have to dvr that one see which one of these white people gonna be more uh more scared to talk about black stuff no, we be already know the answer to that uh <laughs> we know i know that everybody's out here that children is being sick and people are dying because of the water but if you niggas had jobs you wouldn't have this problem fuck you that's why i know both people's alley though because he can make an argument about the uh economic effects of uh you know not having uh a community that um you know that that is uh uh that is being victimized by big government and the rich and you know she'll be able to come in there and be like but i'll look you black people in the eyes when i say that lie and it'll be different you know so we'll see what happens tonight i'm kind of excited we will see see if that reparations question come up we will see i hope so if you're gonna lie to me lie to my face right are y'all gonna uh force them to y'all gonna hold people accountable it's gonna be questions are y'all gonna make them uh dig up these fucking lead pipes that are killing our children is that what you're gonna do well then what are we talking about here i just want them to make eye contact with the lies that's all i have a very low bar a very low bar um this is the blackout tips podcast you can find us on itunes and stitcher just search the blackout tips we're also on all the other podcast apps as well all you gotta do is look us up and we'll be there um we love five-star reviews like they are the soul you know they're the wind beneath our wings you know uh so we hope that you guys will look us up um you know give us a five-star review because uh we could use those so um and if you do that in addition to our ever loved lasting undying love we actually read those mm-hmm. on the show on saturday when we do our feedback show so you know don't you want to you know don't you want to get your feedback read? i hope so you know um the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and today's podcast is brought to you by triple sponsors Mm-hmm. mm-hmm the first one is shadow doll productions shadow doll productions is giving you a chance to watch their movie for free free dog free 99 the low low uh next saturday at 8 p.m join me and karen and the shadow dog peeps as we watch and live tweet the movie art of confession all you got to do is check out uh, check the tbgwt premium side for a secret link to watch the movie online and tweet along with us there will even be prizes for using our movie hashtag to mark so mark it on your calendar and get more details wednesday that's what we like to call in the business a little bit 
of a teaser mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just a titty tatty bit now also this is a very special uh promotion too man i mean i feel like tis the season apparently uh black history year is is uh going well yeah, black history year melanin marches upon us and it seems that people are willing to give away stuff that's right craig from the facebook group <laughs> pay attention this time and don't miss out it's the season for giving and bevel wants to give you some free shit they want to give to offer you a special deal to try out the bevel shaving system and get your first month free yes free yes now look free within whatever parameters they have i'm not mailing anything to your house personally Mm -mm. i'm not driving down your driveway and opening up the door and putting it inside and then like washing your face like a barber (laughs) and putting you in a chair with a towel around your neck i'm not doing all that shit but you can get this shit free if you just have some motivation on your own so all you got to do is use code tbgwt free and you can get it but the key to all this is it's only good for the first 200 people that's it now we may not get 200 five-star reviews every week no but we do have way more than 200 listeners yes we do so i would say don't sleep on it man and if craig is behind a few weeks on the podcast then you know he just missed out out. he just missed out but uh look man make sure you do it it's also for new customers and new memberships only so if you already own bevel make sure you put it in your in your in your your child's name okay oh no uh, look man look Mm -mm. i get the hustle okay fellas Mm -mm. uh do what you gotta do ladies you've been wanting to try it you've been like well can i shave my chocha with it hey no better time than the present to find out for absolutely free use the code tbgwt free and i've talked to him across uh, online and uh, on twitter and other women said they use it and they said they love the product mm-hmm. on the on their uh hot pockets uh also speaking of hot pockets we got the last sponsor right adam and eve let me ask you a question are you getting enough would you like to get more well adam and eve would love to give you more with 10 free gifts first of all they give you a sexy little surprise for her secondly a specially selected toy for him and third a little something you both can enjoy plus you get six full length adult movies on dvd number 10 you get free shipping on your entire order so what do you have to do to get the 10 free gifts? It's not hard. Go to adamandeve.com. Select any one item. Could be a adventurous new toy, sex piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code TBGWT at checkout and you'll get 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item, get 10 free gifts, including free shipping on your, uh, when you enter offer code upon TB, uh, offer code TBGWT upon checkout. That's TBGWT at adamandeve.com. Uh, it's marley in the mix for everybody that's gonna ask later and it's m-a-r-l-e-e in the mix with two x's and uh 
ten thousand hours is on spotify man shit is dope um all right we got all kinds of news to talk about uh so so much of this news is just like race related so we might as well just get in and talk about it it's, it's just one of those hundred type of days guys <laughs> everybody got it already there's almost no story i can click on where it won't be about some racism um david allen greer tweeted that he's gonna be the new face of kfc for the kfc colonel sanders commercials he was gonna be colonel sanders but then he said it was just a joke so it broke everybody's uh everybody went crazy said it was a horrible idea and then he uh then he said it was just a joke and pulled it back but i for one would have loved to see black colonel sanders me too it'd have been hilarious i would have been okay with it i actually like what they're doing with the kfc commercials where they keep switching the new actors as colonel sanders but black colonel sanders would took the cake and if that would have been the punchline to all this shit uh i would have started eating kfc uh like once every three years i'd have been here for it i would have went and got a mcdouble or what what is a double down i would have got a double down ah uh just for the one just for just just for the cause for the culture mm-hmm. but uh since it's not gonna be that um uh, I'm, I'm out but that would have been hilarious um let's see what else is happening uh oh the we already talked about his ass um so oh this came out someone sent this to me um like you know how people always talk about hillary clinton and that super predator comment that she made in a speech about black youth um trying to get trying to endorse she was endorsing the 90 1994 uh crime bill even though she couldn't physically vote to pass it she was definitely on board with it right mm-hmm. um and bernie sanders actually did physically vote to pass it you know he gave a speech about how he was you know holding his nose but end of the day put the lever right well apparently um bernie sanders as recent as what was this 2006 uh 2007 i guess uh was given a um a speech about um being tough on crime and and like praising his vote in that crime bill like he both he boasted about being tough on crime after that shit so it's like anyway not not even to get all into it but it's like the reclaiming and reframing of who he is in history and shit is just gotten so out of control because nobody would have like nobody was thinking he's a civil rights leader Mm -mm. until they tried to pitch him as one and then when people reject this notion that he's some type of racial civil rights leader uh you know or, or at least has maintained that for 50 years motherfuckers get mad at people for noticing you know it's, it's, it's ridiculous i was on um twib the other day um and we there was a segment basically where they played this clip and killer mike was giving a speech um with uh about the ladies who confronted bernie sanders in seattle which anyone who listened to that show or just listened to this show at that time if you were listening we did a detailed breakdown of it like the uh if you listen to twib at that time uh marissa uh one of the ladies who got up there 
she actually uh called in and talked about how the crowd reacted and the, the experience and everything and we get to um you know 2016 and um uh killer mike uh is saying shit like this when you have an opportunity to tell two black girls to shut up and get off stage and you don't and you shake their hand and you smile and you step to the side and you listen that is a firm difference from turning now keep in mind he bernie sanders did not shake their hand like either one of them he reached out like he was gonna shake marissa's hand but marissa did not accept that handshake and moved her hand away uh but the video they try to slice it in like see look they shook hands shake their hand and you smile and you step to the side and you listen that is a firm difference from turning around and staring at a little black girl and saying shut up out now when he says turn around and stay turn into a black little black girl saying shut up he's saying hillary did that when she was confronted by the black lives matter protester at that 500 hundred dollar dinner to which uh i do believe she said something about be quiet and i do believe she said she would answer that later or something and she didn't and that she had never been asked that before uh but the point being mike mike's embellishing a bit on both parts right like bernie just politely said oh black lives matters here all right guys <laughs> that's my time for the day you ladies take the stage no that's not how it went down and hillary clinton didn't turn around and be like bitch i kill you like it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't these neither one of them i think uh yielded the floor or their time to to let these ladies speak well it's saying shut up i'll talk to you later you're being rude or allowing people to say that to her i'm going to tell you the proof is in the pudding now it's amazing that he would say you're being rude or allow that to be said to her because obviously hillary didn't say she was being rude but people say you're being rude to this to the lady who uh protested uh at the dinner the shit that was said to marissa um and the other lady at the seattle rally that wasn't a bunch of like oh yay hey you know i we understand do you it was a lot of tase them arrest them they got threatened yeah like they would have like they said if it hadn't been a circle of people that surrounded them to kind of protect them it, it might have gotten physical out there right but the narrative reshaping is so amazing and it happens so quick this isn't some 50 years ago thing this just happened people saw it news reports were about it people were saying how black lives matter is rude and um how you know they, they shouldn't be doing this and these protests don't help anyone you're attacking your enemies and you know why didn't they get arrested and all this shit harassing these women now fast forward and bernie's letting little black girls come on stage and talking to them and stuff also shout out to killer mike throwing in keep calling them little black girls all right these are fucking grown-ass women they're not children okay every time if i can find a picture of you from 51 years ago chained to a black woman protesting segregation and i know 51 years later you're willing to fold your arms hold your head and listen to two black girls yell and scream rightfully so as opposed to someone who will tell you to shut up after they read their own words as opposed to someone who will tell you later when it comes to your children dying in the streets, I know 
I know that the only person that I have the conscience to vote for is Bernard Sanders. I didn't know Killer Mike was a preacher. Um, also, uh, at Netroots, when he wouldn't say her name and then dipped from the the stage in any pro stage interviews, was no, that he, was that the same Bernie Sanders? Is that a different and, guy that we didn't that that did not happen? Were we in the Twilight Zone? And uh, Bernie Sanders stands to the side. It wasn't because he was willingly standing to the side. He had to. Like he went to the side, and he was not happy that they interrupted them, and he let it be known that he was not happy. Yeah, he said he was angry about it. Right. He was quoted as saying that. I know that the only person that my logical, beautiful black mind will allow me to vote for is Senator Bernie Sanders. And I want to tell the other side, I know from going around and shaking hands and hugging these beautiful black faces in South Carolina, that goddamn firewall got a crack in it. Um, okay, back to the issues. So, it's a masterful re-narrativization mm-hmm. on that joint but anyway what this really the entire point is because honestly you know i think uh if killer mike's that passionate about who he's voting for whatever good for him you know i don't i don't feel that I'm kind of passion somebody towards him, like. got a passion but um what i will say is bingo there's your proof that bernie sanders is just the same as any other fucking politician to allow that to happen like mm-hmm like it's the same shit like you're not like you're not some great friend of black people you gotta lie and make it up how do i know you weren't lying about the shit with with king or the protest that before how do i know you're not embellishing your part in that shit like the, like if the whole thing is just how do we shape and adopt this narrative co-opt this narrative the, regardless of the fact that people were watching and know exactly how shit went down how does that make him different from anyone else you know we call hillary clinton a liar and uh, she has no morals and she doesn't this and then we watched it in real time as this motherfucker just switched over to like and i caught and i politely stood to the side and said hey go ahead and go out there and, and speak little black girls yes yeah, scream your heart out and you're like okay man all right but you know but he's not a politician he's just an old cranky guy that should be president it's not slick at all um speaking of slick did you see the trailer for the new ghostbusters no i did see the trailer for the new ghostbusters and uh i just mainly the the thing it reminded me of the most which is uh kind of ironic uh is how much i never really liked the first two ghostbusters films like i liked them in the this is my childhood this is a sense of time but i know i couldn't have liked them that much i don't own those films i never rewatched those films i don't search for those films yeah. i've never looked on netflix to see if they had it like i do not revisit that at all i remember they had a cartoon yes they did and i watched that yeah. yeah i remember i remember seeing the cartoon i don't but i don't remember much about the cartoon you know what i mean me either Uh, i think the main thing i remember was slimer went from instead of just being a small part that was like a ghost in the movie 
he turned it it would turn into like the mascot like the scooby-doo of ghostbusters right he became a more of an essential uh part of it uh when i was younger i would watch it whenever it would come on mm-hmm. but yeah it wasn't like gremlins or some of the other movies that came on when i was younger and i remember bobby brown had the ghostbusters song he, for for part two but that yeah. that was the best part of the, that was the best part of the movie the ghostbusters song was the only part of the movie that was you know worth watching um well anyway i saw the trailer and uh in the trailer basically um and now i didn't know all this behind the scenes machination so let me start with that first of all uh, apparently there was word behind the scenes that once they started casting and they were like you know they want to cast a black person as part of the crew same as the first ghostbusters as black person mm-hmm. as part of the crew um they were like okay well in the first movie and this is all shit that i never heard but ernie hudson um who uh had a uh you know was was the fourth ghostbuster and mm-hmm. apparently that character started out as like a former marine and like a you know like a scientist and all this shit like he had all these these qualifications but by the time the movie came around and he got the script it was just he's just a guy who comes in and says i need a job and if y'all pay me i believe anything y'all say and that was now the character ah i didn't know that either right so he said the character went from being in on like page one or page eight of the script to not to page 68 so they they pretty much stripped and relegated that character to this uh you know to to this other role you know where he's not the like everyone else is a scientist and he's just a dude right Mm -hmm. now knowing that context obviously um matters in this situation because leslie jones is cast as the black person in the uh ghostbusters female relaunch so it's like two they're doing two relaunches a male one and a female one the all women one is the one the trailer's out for now and leslie jones is the uh black person in this group i don't think i even saw another black person in the trailer like at all uh which is its own set of problems which mm-hmm. you know it's kind of an issue but i want to say um it's like christian wig and jenny mccarthy uh melissa mccarthy i mean and um uh leslie jones and i forget the fourth person uh uh kate mckinnon that's it um here's the trailer can if you want to see some of it says 30 years ago four scientists saved new york now it sure does i don't know was the black dude a scientist maybe he or, was i don't know or was somebody or was like they counting somebody else yeah or was um what is his name to do with the glass rick moranis was he a scientist uh, like like they might be counting another character and just kind of lumping them into the group i don't know said this summer and it's got the ghostbusters logo it's a class for apparition it's okay she seems peaceful my name is aaron gilbert doctor of particle physics all right let's get to the part where um 
Leslie Jones comes in because it's like a like a minute or so into the trailer. Engineer. Aaron, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. Uh, you didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac! Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh did you want to? Sorry. sorry. I'll let you. I'll let you. Next time. Okay. Someone is creating a device that amplifies paranormal activity. And we might be the only ones who can stop it. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? There's a bigger picture at hand here. These ghosts can possess the human form. So Melissa McCarthy's character seems gets possessed, and then um, Leslie Jones' character sees that she's possessed and attacking another Ghostbuster. So she has to stop it. Okay. Oh hell no! The devil is a liar. Get out of my friend, Ghost! <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right so obviously care is laughing because you're extremely offended by that caricature of the angry black woman i'm assuming you oh all right hmm well a lot of twitter was very upset a lot of people were very upset um you know i saw people saying leslie jones is setting uh black people back and uh she shouldn't have even taken this part and um uh and that you know the problem was basically with her and and her character um so what do you first of all what do you think about that oh we kind of talked about this uh before like i said i i don't have a problem and i know that um i th- put it like this my my personal opinion about just her a lot of people have a problem with her period and a lot of people bringing their personal stereotypes about her to this her just getting a role a lot of times causes people problems because she's not quote unquote she don't fit the stereotype she's tall she's black she's dark she's not a lot of uh people quote unquote wouldn't consider her attractive um and she has done black comedy for a very very long time um and i think uh they are allowing her to be herself and they built the storyline around her they do this with men often but for some reason when it comes to women it becomes a problem i think a lot of times people are bringing their politically correct beliefs and and that we don't feel like there should be any black people that plays the these particular roles but these are your beliefs your beliefs and and as far as i feel sometimes i think people take their beliefs and they just want to throw it out there like everybody should believe this because i believe this and i don't like i you know and i have i don't i don't have a problem with uh people playing various different roles you know because i think and i but i just but some people they don't want anybody in um a slapstick playing slapstick they don't want anybody in a 
a position that they consider beneath or, or playing up or out there entertaining the white folks, quote unquote, right. you know, and I'm not down for that. I'm, I, I don't care anything about your politically correctness uh, when it comes to this. I'm about the final product. Um, now, if it looks bad, if it looks corny, okay, cool. Um, and um, I don't, I'm not bringing a lot of these biases to the argument that a lot of people have. Um, and I do understand <clears throat> that for some people they feel like they're tired of this, but they'll be tired about that no matter what. Like the people that com- constantly complain about they want everybody to be clean cut. They want everybody to, to not be flawed. They want everybody to be this and that, this, you know, you wouldn't watch the shit. Let's just keep that real. We, we watch stuff because people are flawed. People have problems. People have issues. You know, you can't tell the storyline of everybody already comes in perfect. Yeah. You know, that's not, it's not my problem. It's not entertaining to me. You know, maybe you'll support that, but you know, I don't see documentaries the number one thing on goddamn Netflix. Let's just keep that real. Um, and so, uh, to me, uh, I don't have a problem with it at all. I, like I said, I think for some people, like I said before, they just don't want to see people in these positions. And I don't, I don't have nothing for you on that one. Yeah, there's a few things to it, in my opinion. The first being, I, I would caution everybody, it is just a trailer right and we don't know the full picture yet you know because it could be with the way that they were discussing this film before it even came out it could be like the okie doke where in the film in the film she could have like she would have been a scientist but something happened and now she works for the mta or you know like it could be something to it i'm not saying it will be and the trailer definitely didn't show any of that but i'm just saying be careful for the okie doke because it could be you know but i mean once the trailer's out the film's probably pretty much done um and then with some of the things she said online i'm gonna assume that they didn't take that direction but that was one thing i would caution because it's not the full movie two um i don't like one of the things i don't understand and i think maybe it's because of um i never really knew the story behind the ernie um hudson issue with his character being stripped down right so maybe people are just kind of like they're just feeling like here we go again this happened once and now it's happening again you know what i mean uh like they like they don't want a black person around that's gonna be an equal in the in the science field like they have to be some other type of person um another thing i had too was because some people were like well why can't she just be a scientist and still have the same role and all that stuff one she probably could um i don't know that 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 the behavior she has is relegated to non-scientist correct because melissa mccarthy's in the movie doing all kinds of physical gags and stuff and in this movie she puts on some glasses and she's a scientist right Mm -hmm. um the other thing but the only problem is and this is why i say you have to be i have to be careful with all this there's a lot of people that it wouldn't matter what she was in the movie they don't like leslie jones or her type of comedy right and they're never gonna like it because mm-hmm. they're very sensitive to what white people think about black people mm-hmm. and that and the majority of their hangouts with leslie jones is that she's a big black woman right who's not afraid to you know get out there and do physical comedy and who's not afraid to be loud to be loud to right. be vulgar um you know like i've seen people 
that have had a problem with her from the time she got on snl mm-hmm. you know uh and and which is funny because she built a career of like 20 years doing stand-up with mostly the black community you know pleasing black audiences we find her funny but it's like she's our dirty little secret funny like you're funny as long as white people don't laugh because if white people laugh then we don't know what they're laughing at because we know culturally it's probably not the same shit we're laughing at so now you're you need to limit your career and yourself um i also find it odd that people would say stuff like she's setting black people back or she's the problem with like if you really have that systemic of an issue then it's not her nope you know i don't i didn't see anyone calling paul fee to the table who directed the movie uh produced the movie i i didn't see anyone talking about the writers of the movie they like why does blackness and the black person always carry the burden both ways mm-hmm. you know what i mean if i because it's not like if they fucking did this movie it's a, it isn't an unreasonable expectation to think that every single black actor or actress should would go i'm not taking the role for this movie right it's unreasonable so when we're talking about solutions to a problem to me putting the pressure on the actual uh people who create the movie have the creative team the casting team the people who write the movies to me that seems like where the onus would go for something like this because it's just it's completely ridiculous to expect that nobody no there's going to be a hundred percent black solidarity and we're going to shame anybody who would take a role like this that's that's fucking ridiculous not to mention because people were like well she should be she shouldn't have took the role because and i'm like why do you think she's not proud of her work right right they're like well she could have said something about about it on on twitter instead of instead of bashing going back at people nigga it's her job she's in the movie if you work at walmart i don't see you on twitter being like fuck walmart and their oppressive conditions and da 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 because you're at work it doesn't make sense you won't work again in this industry the same reason chris rock didn't come out there and just only say black lives matter shit is exactly the same reason that uh leslie's not gonna be on twitter number one assuming she agrees with you which i doubt me too let's just start there but two let's just go ahead and say she agreed with you she ain't gonna be on twitter telling you yeah don't go see this movie it's some bullshit can't believe they did that to my character you know like who the fuck gonna work with her again she just got on she just got on it took 20 something years of hard work for her to get on and niggas can't wait to make her the fucking punchline and i think in large part in large part and i can't i'm sure they'll never confirm it people will deny in large part you're ashamed of the kind of person that she is right you're just ashamed of her like it's cool when it's just us rooting her on but you're ashamed of her on a bigger platform it's like why would they give her the part if they would have had a you know a, a sister that looked differently or uh you know presented differently there was a lot of oh well that's different you know like it's cool that she got on i like her but when it's big black leslie jones then it's like i don't i don't know about this shit you know i think i still find the joke she made about slavery on the weekend update uh snl to not only be funny but to be one of the most poignant moments of comedy i've ever seen period like it's 
it's incredibly brave to you're you're making a joke that involves not just not just that involves slavery but involves slavery involves breeding Mm -hmm. it involves the hypocrisy of white people it involves the way that we value the aesthetic beauty standards of women today and women in the past it involves the value monetarily of the black body and we have people be like i just don't like them white people laughing at that so i don't want her to make that joke therefore i don't like her it's like a lot of people just have a problem with her and it would be a lot simpler if they would just say i have a problem with her so that people could be like okay well you just don't like her and move on but if you look at this uh if you look at this trailer and honestly the trailer got a bigger problem to me than her um i only laughed at leslie's parts she might be the only funny thing about that fucking movie which in that case i ain't gonna see it (laughs) like if she like if the only thing funny is leslie i like you gotta give me a better trailer than that dog because i didn't find myself laughing at all till she smacked the shit out of melissa mccarthy that's a lot dog you know what i mean like that's not good um and the the last thing i would say on this and this was something that i wish we could have discussed more uh well not we i wish people would have kind of thought about is why are we already accepting the premise there only has to be one black person because diversity cancels so much shit out that people don't realize and not, let's not even say one black person one person of color one you know whatever this there's not any everyone in this this movie's lily white and then there's leslie jones you know what i mean which is a problem in itself one how writers and white people view blackness you know the one black friend the sassy black woman the one you know and i think people do have a problem with that archetype because we're we're sitting around like well y'all always try to type put us in that box right right and 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 that critique is larger than her character that's the thing it's like you arguing about something that's a larger systemic problem and you're trying to take it and 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 package it all neat and perfect and say she's the problem but she's not when it comes to this we're actually we're talking and debating about two different things right and the thing is like people are saying like oh i'm not respectable yes you are a lot of this is respectability politics you don't want her to be an artist that is free to do her style of comedy unless it is measured against the prism of whiteness it's like what are the white people doing though if your comedy isn't matching what the white people are doing do you need to not do the comedy like you don't get the beat like if you want to do that black ass slapstick type comedy come do it for the only black people only black crowds like yeah you totally are doing respectability you just don't want to say it because your measurement is something different it's you know hey my respectability involves uh you know the shea butter natural hair crowd my my respectability involves uh, a certain type of aesthetic of blackness and 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 heart and, and we i i need my negroes to be college educated i need my negroes to wear glasses i need my like you still have a uh, that that's still respectability it's just coming from a different measurement it's not you know it's not the pull your pants up measurement but it ain't far off sure ain't because you know that the thing is because people are like well she could just be a scientist yo if she was a scientist and still slapping people you'd have a fucking problem you'd be like well she's why she gotta be sassy why she gotta be the one to slap somebody she gotta some steps why she gotta do slapstick how come she can't just why she got talking slang it still would have been a problem you know and leslie as an actress keeping it real that's probably her character it's most comedic act- actors 
they get you to play a version of yourself right like they're not gonna get leslie jones there and be like okay put on these glasses start using uh five syllable words uh let's like then what the fuck do we cast you for because we don't want that you know what i mean we we don't get mark ruffalo and say okay got buddy you're a marine you kill you kill you kill 75 brown people and you're gonna jump on a plane like we don't do that because we're like we we know you that's not your bag man um and comedy is even more typecast like that but my 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 bigger point being i was like you know what solves this 100 percent when there's like i don't know let's say there's a cast of 20 people when 10 of them are not white people that's it it ain't even that complex it ain't even that complex why like why did like my question was why did the other three women scientists all have to be white women these are questions that didn't even get brought up because we're already and it's just a double-edged sword of blackness the spotlight's on you no matter how it goes you didn't write the part you didn't direct the movie you didn't produce the shit uh you didn't cast it you went out for a role that's probably gonna pay you more money than you've gotten before in other things and might be a vehicle to starhood of your own somehow you uh, you accomplished this you feel proud and then you gotta walk right outside and get the white people going i don't want i don't like her in my movies anyway i don't like black people in these movies and then black people i don't like a certain type of black person getting on like it's just you catch it both ways yeah and you catch it a third way because a lot of times the sexism rolled up in there too because a lot of times not that people wouldn't complain if it was a man but it's just one of those things where if you know if he didn't fit the same stereotype he would get critiqued too but i don't think it would be to this we don't even look no offense because i love the dude i think he's hilarious we don't even say this shit about craig robinson and all the motherfucking movies with seth um rogan come on dog. we don't you know what i'm saying we don't it's a black woman thing she doesn't get to be that quote-unquote stereotype or even get a chance to portray it on the screen as a character that she can make funny because we're already up in arms about what the white people gonna think about this already you know what i mean and especially to bring it down upon her because if people do have a problem with the racial stereotypes in seth rogan movies they don't say seth rogan uh they don't they don't go to um to to craig robinson and say why'd you play the role they go to seth rogan and say why are you writing racist shit yeah they do that's very like i don't know maybe it's a black woman thing i don't know but right. she leslie the jones is the one ca- catching it and, right. and people were like and i like there was this, these a group of people that i'm privy to that conversation like i'm you know i'm in this group and they were like yeah you know and i'm surprised by her response on twitter i was like but she you got to keep in mind she's getting attacked too come on dog. and it's like well i didn't see anyone attacking her okay now you sound like the bernie bros you didn't see anyone attacking her because you're on the side of people that think she shouldn't have done it if you would have actually like looked at her tweets looked at her mentions Mm -hmm. looked at the things people were saying about her and you like you look at it you and 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 tell and and especially when because people are like well you know you couldn't take the criticism personal look motherfucker when the criticism is me 
and as, as a big black woman she been getting criticized her whole entire fucking life come on dog that's why it took us so long to get on because the same critique she's getting now is the same critique she got years ago when chris rock said that he tried to push and pump and promote her they kept giving her the same bullshit arguments that she has now they keep saying she's too black they keep saying she's too big they keep saying she's too tall they keep saying she's not she doesn't have the look she's continually got these goddamn critiques for years right and you know and like also you guys should check out our stand-up if y'all listen to this show y'all should check out our stand-up anyway uh it's called problem child it's on spotify and whatnot but i will i would i would check that out if i was y'all um mm-hmm. at any rate she's like in addition to that like she's been getting this criticism her whole life right and now people want her to neatly separate that from their nerd shit about the ghostbusters that's not how life works for for her as an actress like no one's making the compelling like well here's the argument they did this before with ernie hudson and da, 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 da. they don't say that they just be like why are you taking this role you a sellout this some coon shit i don't like this you know what i mean you setting black women back that's the that's what she's receiving and then people want her to push back into the universe like well that is a good point i shouldn't have done the role sorry guys what you know not like i said not to mention there's some respectability there's some classism shit in there too because yeah why the fuck wouldn't a person that works in the mma be able to fight fucking ghosts in a fucking fictional world where you can fight ghosts why the fuck is that only relegated to white science women why like why like what like why would that (laughs) and i guarantee you she gonna look i guarantee she'll be the best part of that movie too that's gonna be even funnier movie might suck ass it won't be because she put in five percent like it's gonna be because she she probably kicked the kicked the kicked that role's ass but yeah um so yeah she people were saying shit to her on twitter um and she you know as as, as she's wont to do uh she responded back uh at i write i love was a person she was responding to and she said they're not scientists either they are actors <laughs> right <laughs> what the fuck like it's, it's a role i did not write the role but All right just so you know melissa mccarthy can't actually fight ghosts she says i'm in a movie i'm in the movie are y'all ever happy um and then she said uh who gives a fuck dude it's a movie shut up and watch oh my god it's not science actually you guys bitch about nothing if they made me a scientist you'd be mad at the type what type of scientist seriously it's a fucking movie get over yourself i received this and this is a letter she got from an mta worker and she basically tweeted out the letter right i received this from an mta worker hey leslie thanks for being you a question was asked by a news writer about your role on your new movie black actresses this is my response i work for the mta in that role as a token booth clerk and i was happy to see my job uh something which provides me with plenty of jokes a great perspective on society a bird's eye view of horrible shit that i witness every day on screen i wished leslie would have hooked me up a joke however the fact that my position as a clerk is the most abused by society i feel this may give us a semblance of humanness 
that's what i attempted to in my one woman show swipe this my life in transit that glass in the booth have folks thinking i'm invisible and i'm not a college graduate and a producer comedian writer actor etc i'm a verb i'm not a college graduate and a producer uh, comedian writer actor etc i'm a verb i'm not a miserable neck rolling stereotype in civil service i love my job and i enjoy engaging people with information infused with humor leslie is a comedian she's a larger than life personality and it's the first thing we it's the first thing we see no matter what role she gets as she grows she will be able to tap into all her great i'm supporting this movie because i see me i hope you receive all that's for you you look so cute in the uniform congrats sis i'm proud proud of you kick ass um and leslie said why can't a regular person be a ghostbuster i'm confused and why can't i be the one who plays them i'm a performer just go see the movie uh another person she responded to she said you haven't seen the movie yet you don't know what the fuck my character is you you like you uh basically you watch the trailer oh my god are y'all that arrogant so is mta worker trash right uh regular people say the world every day so i'm the stereotype and so be it we walk among heroes and take them for granted it's not a man woman race or class thing it's a ghostbuster thing as far as i'm concerned we all ghostbusters stand tall uh she responded to another person the trailer did not show that all the the trailer three different type of women getting stuck together how the fuck you sick uh how the fuck you sick kick i don't know what that means you haven't even seen the movie yet are y'all crazy because that's how y'all sound another person said no need to be pissy to the people looking out for you that's another paternalistic i'm looking out for you you i'm looking out for you by calling you a coon come on by, by calling you trash what by saying you set black people back oh i'm looking out for you the film hasn't come out yet so why get mad at us she says i can ask the very same thing or why y'all getting pissy with me insulting me you not looking out y'all just being mean assholes right so i stand with leslie fuck that man might end up go see this movie just because of y'all god damn it people right and it just fucking frustrates me particularly being a black woman it just fucking frustrates me we never get goddamn freedom to do anything a lot of people would rather see a man dressed in a, a man dressed up as a woman than they would see a fucking black woman playing a black woman role what right. the fuck is wrong with people it makes me mad it's one of those things when it comes to black women we don't have the fucking freedom we don't have the same freedoms that men have I don't comprehend this. You have black men comedians that quote unquote do nothing but play these goddamn coon roles as you call it and you they do not get this same critique. We're not a monolith. Just let them do them. You don't show up at your job and be like, well, boss, I don't like what you do today. Fuck this. I'm not getting paid. No, but they don't ask them to do the same thing. You know what I'm worried about though with a lot of this shit is what like I guess like what would have happened if they would have given this role to a light-skinned woman with natural hair you know what i'm saying like would we get the same pushback Mm -hmm. and that's on the one half and then on the other half would they have considered a woman like that yes you do you know what i'm saying like it's so it's such a double-edged sword because and then as a black person you just get caught in the middle and you're supposed to answer for both parties you know what i mean like people always do that shit man and this and like folks can't see that they're hypercritical of the black artist because there's not enough black artists right you know to fuck it we can just get into the bigger discussion like people come at kevin hart 
why the fuck would you come at kevin hart right if you don't find him funny don't go see his movie come on dog point being the dude is box office bank and mm-hmm. he's the hardest working motherfucker in the game and he's a good ass human being period off the right. off that fucking screen and off that mic you get back to the community. dude does nothing but positive shit period people call him a coon the fuck are you talking about he's not don lemon you know what i mean he's not he's not stacy dash he's a fucking actor and a comedian that's it he'll spend all time telling black people they ain't shit Mm-mm. you know what i mean i like honestly uh chris rock's niggas versus black people bit is way more fucking harmful to black people than anything kevin hart's ever done on screen off screen on stage period period like get the fuck out of here with that man it's just this double trap of being black oh you black and you're getting out of work well that's bad oh you're black and you don't get any of the work because white people don't want to employ you well that's bad too fuck you doing being black trying to be an artist kind of shit is this man it's not it's not thought out it's just poisoning that we've held on to from white supremacy man we're poisoned to view blackness from the prism of whiteness like even your blackness got to go through this litmus test of well what will white people think about your blackness if that's the most authentic blackness that you are if that's you if that's the real you then fuck them who cares what they think as a fan i'm a fan of you not the fan of what the fuck white people think about you you know what i mean that shit is insidious man that's why Dave Chappelle went to Africa. Like motherfuckers are freaked out by the idea of the white gaze, but it's paralyzing us. It's paralyzing our art. It's paralyzing the way we receive the art. You know, like like I said, when you calling a dude a coon for being funny and doing slapstick comedy, you've already lost. You're off the reservation, right? You're off the reservation. You like I can see if the motherfucker was saying harmful things or something like but they're not nope he ain't bothering nobody he's just making his money dog yeah and, and by extension i'm talking everybody right i'm talking tyler perry right let him be too i've heard people say you know tyler perry needs to <laughs> tyler perry just needs to stop making movies and let him, let other people use his studio and they can make movies nigga for why um so the movie let me get this right i build something from the fucking ground up come on i make a ton of fucking money investing my own time and resources into it i super serve the black community which gets overlooked quite often in other spectrums which is why i'm so fucking profitable and why my fan base is so so fucking loyal you know these black church going women that didn't have movies to go watch now they go watch my shit they love it yes they do they hear that he could put on a dress tonight and make fucking 300 million dollars by the end of the uh year he could do it now like it's just always in the bank i've never seen a medea movie karen i've only seen two tyler perry movies ever i don't think tyler perry movies are good movies oh they're not i've seen more than more than i I just i just would like it to be clear i still think motherfuckers need to shut the fuck up and let tyler perry do what the fuck tyler perry do yes what the fuck right because it's a larger systemic problem like i said before bigger than him how is he a coon for making for doing his art right the problem is always and it's always the same fucking solution it just needs to be more black people doing shit right and i don't and i mean that by in the way of 
Tyler Perry's not stopping any black people from doing shit. If anything, he's helping black people get on. If anything, he paved the way for a lot of your faves today. Come on now. Like a lot of the people that you support now wouldn't have got in the door if it wasn't for Tyler Perry proving that he could go out there and make that money. Taraji. Right. If it wasn't for that distribution, there's no Taraji on Empire without Tyler Perry. You know what I'm saying? Like we like to shit, we like to pick our faves, but shit on the people that paid the path to get them there. But in large part, that's him helping so my bigger point is what you really need is 12 black directors making movies a year 13 a hundred a billion a thousand it doesn't matter it just can't be just one but if there is just one that's not the one's fault how the fuck is the game so rigged that my success automatically makes me the target you see what i'm saying like i made it doing shit my way without selling black people out and yet somehow it's my fault too i i'm supposed to and like people will let other people use your studio and make movies so you think tyler perry makes bad movies but then he gonna pick good directors and producers to make other movies he gonna pick people to make shit like him the, the plan is stupid it's a dumb plan you wouldn't do that with your own podcast I'd be goddamned if tomorrow's two other motherfuckers was hosting the blackout tips because someone thought they could do it better. Nigga, you better start your own shit. What the fuck is this? Right, because the thing is, at the end of the day, it's easier for people to sit back who have nothing invested, no time, no sweat equity, no blood, no money, no financial backing, and they don't support your shit. It's real easy for them to critique every fucking thing that you do when at the end of the day, you're not doing shit. You won't go support your own. You won't go create your own. You constantly tear down other people's shit. And at the end of the day, for a lot of people, you have problems in your own personal motherfucking life that you take out on people. Yeah, and true equality would be uh tyler perry being able to make those movies for the and not stop until the day after adam sandler's done like that's true equality like just like just you keep cranking out that shit because your shit make money his don't keep cranking that shit out and make that money and actually no pixels make money so adam sandler makes money like one out of every four films and hollywood keeps giving him green lights I don't understand why that's okay, but Tyler Perry is setting all black people back because he does the same fucking thing, except he makes money every single fucking time. Get the fuck out of here, man. This shit is ridiculous, dog. The game's so rigged. You know what I mean? We try to make it so thankless to be black and definitely thankless to look out for black people. Come on, dog. Like, why has got to be thankless? Look, I can't control how white people view blackness and how they try to make it, but the obsession with trying to control it is stupid if leslie jones didn't do this movie the kind of black people the kind of white people that are, are obsessed with the angry black woman stereotype ta-da they still think that shit guys her not taking the role doesn't change a fucking thing in your life but we are we're obsessed with it too trying to control it but we don't want to call it respectability when we do it right but it's the same shit you gotta let people be their truest most authentic black ass selves that's the only goal to all this shit if anything else in the game is rigged <sighs> anyway that shit pissed me off so bad man like if you like and like i said man i just don't understand i don't understand how this happens because when we put the public pressure on leslie jones or uh kevin hart or whoever the fuck 
it takes all the pressure off of paul feed it takes all the pressures off the writing room it takes all the pressure off of these motherfuckers yet look at saturday night live they hire black writers and new black uh black women that write and uh on the other side of camera show done got 20 times better when it talks about its commentary on race coincidence do you think you get that beyonce thing no Co- is it a coincidence i just wonder right. is it a coincidence i don't know if the black women worked on the beyonce thing or not but it's coincidental right they got some niggas in the writing room and the shit got better about race wow it was fucking well that's not that amazing isn't that isn't that wild you know what i mean like we like it, it like we can't say i think when you accept this premise that leslie jones is the problem here you basically agree with matt damon like we don't need diversity behind the camera it's it's all what's going on in front of the camera we just cast a different type of black person and we fixed the film no you didn't still only one nigga in your whole fucking film you know what i mean like we need more dog and also it's just a trailer man i it i really think a lot of people just don't like leslie jones and they don't want to they don't want to sound petty by saying it right and also uh the truth be told she just you know how some people which i and i guess me just being a black woman and me knowing how black women's faces are critiqued she just quote unquote has an angry looking face and i think for a lot of people they feel like her face is angry and for me that's very very and that goes back into her looks and all that stuff but it's very very frustrating and i think for a lot of people it's automatic turn off because you're looking at her face just just her her face period Mm -hmm. and just assuming that she's playing a quote-unquote black angry role because the way her face looks there are men with faces like this too but they don't get the same critique yeah it just um it reminds me of like my aunt cindy one time we were in the uh it was like thanksgiving and um, she uh was talking about this uh her love life in the kitchen uh i was probably like i don't know 16 15 or something and she goes in there and she does like a 20 minute stand-up set about uh fucking these dudes and (laughs) and how her new man was mexican and she would go through all the different ethnicities and the stereotypes of the love making and it was vulgar it was uh uh crass it was loud it was rude it was angry it was funny it was everything and i damn near had a fucking asthma attack i had to leave the kitchen because i was laughing so hard i couldn't control my like i was having an asthma attack from laughing i couldn't even speak or say what was wrong with me because she had me laughing that much and one when i think of funny people that's the kind of shit i think about my mostly black woman family um because i those like the funniest people i know for the most part and then secondly i think about like when i see leslie jones i think about that Mm -hmm. she reminds me of my aunts you know she reminds me of people that made me laugh because they were willing to go into the room and, and just be funny and be themselves and i feel like for a lot of black people a certain type of black person we are ashamed of that right it's like we can laugh at that but if someone else were to laugh at that we start thinking about what they're laughing at and if they really are laughing at us and that ain't freedom to me mm-hmm. you know that's not that's not freedom to me so i like 
i personally i ride for people to do what the fuck they want man like like i said i find more problems with shit like niggas versus black people than i find with 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 leslie you know like she's she had me in stitches man like uh uh the part where she was um on her stand-up when she was talking about um uh fucking uh talking about having a a, a dude that'll fuck you right or having a good man and she was like good man and good dick don't come in the same package and Ah, they don't she was like i'm not saying she was like i'm not saying good dick can't good men can't fuck i'm not saying that but he can't uh he was like but not like the nigga that'll fuck the shit out of you like (laughs) like like it was but like it's funny but it was a mostly black room Mm -hmm. with everyone laughing and everyone thought she was funny you insert white people into the same room with those black people now black people looking at white people going why are you laughing and that that that's the prism that she's in and that the prison that she's in like she her comedy can't grow but so much before black people get fucking worried about what white people think about it and i'm just saying fuck them that 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 has no bearing on whether i find her funny or not it's not like she's doing that shit for a white audience if she would she would do that shit in soul plane three and motherfuckers would be like oh yeah well that's that's okay mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's it's like you want to keep us limited as well and i i refuse to give in to that shit you know and by extension for the record um i guarantee this motherfuckers that would think that about our podcast i was of thinking course, that the other day i was like course. i was like this shit ain't no different than why we don't make certain lists on podcasts and shit because we on. cuss and say nigga come on even dog. though we accurate even though we're uh college educated mm. yeah we're southern maybe we got some accents but we're not no fucking uh we're no less authentic we're no less good you know maybe certain white people don't find this shit palatable and certain black people either right but that shit ain't never gonna stop me from shining so fuck that man i, I can't believe people buy into this bullshit right and that's another that, yeah that's self-defeating right that's another reason why i i fight against a lot of it because like i said i know for a lot of people and we've heard the the critiques especially um put like this if you're on any type of uh platform where people can quote unquote critique you especially if you put anything out for public consumption you automatically get these critiques so it's just one of those things where people automatically hear my voice and they automatically just check out people automatically hear roger's voice they automatically check out you know it's one of those things where we cuss too much you know we you know we don't talk about political stuff it's whatever it is and a lot of times like say you bring your own biases your own critiques because in, in your mind black people should be fit in a certain box and if they don't fit in this box you don't fuck with them right it's like i said man that shit that shit hits home anyway um <laughs> You, did we talk about melissa yeah we talked about it last week yeah but just there's some updates we need to talk about the updates um well um well, like what updates what happened oh I, I got this one article i just wanted to read from last night okay go ahead okay i know she tweeted some some hot fire mm-hmm. um but that wasn't what i was gonna say um i saw this article by ben carter who uh writes for blavity.com and he said uh melissa harris perry's mistake was that she didn't own her masters in quotes 
uh as you must have heard at some point by now melissa Harris perry is a former host and media personality on cable network msnbc story arc is too long to get into but harris perry was essentially fired from the network after four years of mhp show which aired for a couple of hours on saturday and sundays each week now first of all that's kind of some bullshit she wasn't fired she quit oh yeah she, she didn't quit. take an nda she didn't get take a payout she quit yes she did and then they let they were like oh you quit um we fired you but yeah she quit yeah, that job she didn't get fired Mm-mm. okay uh but playing fast and loose with the facts okay harris perry shared an email to her show staff lambasting msnbc for what she viewed as an unfair incorrect treatment as a host days after her email went intentionally public she was fired many think pieces tweets and video commentary on the matter have been published many have been focused on whether or not her firing was linked to her being a black woman or whether or not msnbc is suffering from uh from a move away from its typically progressive stance on diverse views and television hosts but i see another thing uh is the as the primary issue and that's about the importance of legally owning your work Owning your masters. If you were born before 1993, there's a great chance you're familiar with the concepts of musicians owning or not owning their masters. Masters are essentially the exclusive right to derive a profit from the playing and other exploitation of an original song or musical composition before the internet and NASA changed the way music industry worked. Record labels were practiced in securing rights uh, to hit songs in advance of their release. They would pay the performing artist a lump sum or salary and go about the business of making profit from the song and the artist created, the artist created from that moment on. With music transitioning to the digital age, getting a large lump sum check from a music label just wasn't enough. Performing artists wised up and realized there was nothing more important than the, holding the legal rights to the music you create. The number of artists who hold the rights to their music in part or in its entirety is much larger now than it's ever, than it ever was before a musician could become famous from playing covers on YouTube. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis likely own their masters and every dime of their songs they generate. Likely? so you didn't you don't know that Mm-mm. and you assume that well i pick out the two white rappers in the industry with nothing with so many black people come hmm. on now despite his self-professed debt i'm sure kanye west owns the masters to his music and you better believe queen b ladies run the world and this form and this formation also owns her own masters does he own all his mm. yeah i don't know in the public spat in this by the way, you're now comparing the music industry to cable news. I just right. want to make that clear that those industries may not work the same. Don't she got a master's degree? What are we talking about here? She's a doctor. I don't think he means those kind of master. I don't think he say own your master's degrees. <laughs> That's not what he's talking about at all. He's talking about owning the rights to everything you produce. In this public spat between herself and the cable network, Melissa Harris Perry forgot uh most important business principle in in media or any other area of making a profit from your creative work she forgot that at msnbc she didn't own a a thing let alone any masters so it i don't don't even know what he means by doesn't right i don't understand because you know tv kind of works a little different i mean just like any company you work for uh if you produce something they own the rights to it and if you leave if they you I mean you could buy them out as all you want but they own the rights to your brand and all that shit your name like they own the rights to that anything that you create they own I- that's the contract but we don't we don't know that with Melissa Harris Perry that's true why are we assuming that there's already been companies that have offered her a job elsewhere already she had she just hasn't accepted any yet but she's already said that 
she's had offers we don't know what she's gonna do next or what she even wants to do next true why is the assumption that her leaving msnbc not being fired somehow puts her in a precarious situation she chose that of her own volition yeah not my truth there's a lot of assumption going on i think she'd be just fine but yeah there's just a lot of assumption going on that we don't know shit to be blaming her or saying you forgot you own you don't own your masters what is she gonna you know she is she not gonna uh ever be on tv again or is, is like what is your point here anyway people feeling some type of way this is a lot there's a lot to unload on this public spat between harris and msnbc but i want to focus on one specific area harris perry has been quoted as saying they wanted us to cover politics in the narrowest sense i told my team we can't allow our show to go off air and then provide racial cover by having me continue to host the show so people see the little black girl up there harris perry believed it was her duty to protect her show from becoming a watered down version of what it had been in the past and save the voice to save the voice of diversity an admirable goal and one i personally support however at the core of this statement lies an undeniable deniable fallacy the false portion of this statement was that it was ever her show at all harris perry didn't own any part of her show and she never did she didn't own the camera she didn't own the set of the studio she filmed it each week she didn't pay her show staff doesn't get reports for uh from an hr department when there's a workplace harassment issue she didn't even own the chair she sat in during the record of a show uh recording of her show melissa Harris perry didn't own her masters and therefore didn't own any component of the finished creative product or right to executive control to execute control over the shows or networks direction here's the thing that he apparently has completely skipped his mind this is what happens sometimes mm. you outthink yourself uh she owns melissa harris perry come on dog so uh i mean unless you think this weekend they're gonna run the melissa harris perry show starring another person then she kind of made her point like uh current events will continue to happen she will not be covering them for msnbc because she doesn't want to because she only wants to cover it in the way that she would like to and not another way what what is getting lost here you know what i mean like you know what this this reminds me of motherfuckers who don't own shit Mm-mm. but talk but talk about like business as if they know something because they learn like three keywords and then they don't know how complex or simple what they say is right it's like so i should definitely get the copyright on this first and you're like yeah nigga that you you don't know how complex it is to get a copyright do you it's not it's not yeah and you also don't know in the context of what you're creating how if you even need that copyright yeah you meant to waste your time and money right right you, you so i need definitely so what you trying to say is okay see what you got to do first you got to patent this shit you're like yeah dog i didn't invent yeah, podcasting yeah. so what, i don't what, what are you patenting yeah yeah i'm not gonna get the patent on that bro i'm just gonna have to sorry it's just not gonna happen you know like like it's just but people that don't you know what do you ever think about incorporating like but why would i why would i need to incorporate the, i'm selling girl scout cookies it's already ah! what who what are you talking about did you patent did you patent them girl scout cookies that you sold like come on man come on man <laughs> like <laughs> like you don't like if you don't understand look things happen 
you're a writer maybe you have a deadline maybe you don't you don't have to write about something you don't know about you know what i mean you wrote this you don't own blavity blavity could take this shit down you know what I'm saying? you forgot you didn't own your own masters like no <laughs> if you decide to never write for blavity again i won't be writing the article talking about this nigga forgot he owned it didn't own his masters because it won't matter <laughs> um harris perry fundamentally misunderstood her relationship to the show she hosted and the audience she served i can imagine the changes she experienced from above were frustrating but when you are not at the business head of the show uh you host your podcast or any creative media product you lose your ability to have a deciding say well you don't incur the risk of being on air and simply take a salary you become an employee you served as a cog you serve as a cog in the overall business strategy that sees your value as necessary component of meeting overall business goals my thing is this do we know that she was um an employee of MSNBC, or was she independent? You don't know. You're making assumptions about the way her shit was set up. Yeah, we don't even know that. And what's funny though is that doesn't mean she forgot. Why do you assume because they came to because she came to the conclusion that I don't want to do this job anymore? You go, well, she clearly forgot what the job is. No, she didn't agree with the changes they made, so she dipped. What the fuck? is this a nigga is this a man please don't be a black man <sighs> let me look up this man see if this a brother. Uh, he only got three posts okay oh he has a website called manage your damn money.com yeah <laughs> classy i'm sure he owns I'm, the book. I'm sure he owns the uh website that hosts this uh right you know like you know i'll be like this this is hosted by squarespace i'm sure he owns squarespace you know mm-hmm. i'm sure he's using uh the black man's internet he's probably not using time warner or anything ah uh, damn he is a black man god damn it ben carter of course <sighs> god damn it man all right oh god god why we gotta why man i just want to do a show on sundays could be silly um <laughs> this fact seems to have been lost in much of the discussion the greatest shame lies in harris perry sacrificing her voice perspective for pride so how is she so you support her for taking a stand but then later you say the greatest shame is that she sacrificed her voice for perspective and pride for i mean for, for, for and perspective for pride but why is that a shame even if there was a change in program philosophy at msnbc harris perry decided it was more important to publicly share her displeasure with what she was experiencing than to remain in the position to contribute her voice to a network she didn't own her pride was more important than my own love of seeing her on television oh you mad because it's not on show no on tv no more is that what this is yeah because it ain't about you nigga right and also you can't you're proving her point she owns harris perry she owned that she owned every inch of her own body and decided do the shit without me then if it ain't gonna be the way i want the ultimatum is this you do the fucking show the way i say or we don't do the show with me every single human being on this planet can do that Mm -hmm. 
at any period of time if you choose to if you have a job and you say fuck it (laughs) you can do that and walk at the door sometimes employ and that's another you're not a fucking slave Mm -mm. you have an employment relationship they send the checks you receive the checks you send the work they receive the work if anybody wants that shit to end it ends right they can you go in to work tomorrow they can hand you the pink slip and you cannot show up tomorrow and you giving them the pink slip so either way the relationship both parties have the right and the trust to leave the relationship right you know it's like i own my own business but you know when a tax man come i still got to give him his motherfucking money like it ain't like uh, i ain't got no boss nigga i do whatever the fuck i want to do man if fucking dreaming uh if dream host come up in tomorrow be like wait your website is fuck you <laughs> right. I, I gotta figure some shit out because i ain't figured out how to create internet out of nothing everybody gotta create it has a deal they have to do everybody anyway he says it was more important than my and others love of her insight and point of view it was more important than our love of seeing her rock a pro- protective hairstyle on national television what's the point of having what's the point of being the fucking mascot of blackness if you can't be protective of your own black ass perspective what is the fucking point sitting up there just doling out news and now it has none of you in it the show was her flaws and all you can't just take away and be like oh well you know what man um we decided to change your job you just need to sit here and read the news and shut the fuck up and no more opinion on shit just trump 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 all day and then you go why why would you betray the black people by not doing that than just saying doing what they told you to do get out of here right and this same person who could complain about how her shows change and how she don't talk about black shit no more right she's just a shell of herself but that's mm-hmm. better than leaving with your dignity and pride intact look dog if i had a daughter that's the lesson i'm teaching her is look what melissa harris perry did she walked away like she didn't let that shit trap her and you can be you can be yourself too um he says uh and he said shout out to jamel hill at espn we love you too girl yeah until the second that she uh decides that uh i don't like the changes they're making to hers his and hers or something right then then all of a sudden you ain't on your masters girl hmm <laughs> oprah winfrey owned a portion and eventually all of what she helped create during her decade long run on oprah she turned into a she didn't own it from the start stop she didn't say oprah was trying to buy M- nbc anyway she turned into a success ah. into her own network and co-founder of blavity morgan dubar owns this site and everything that happens to it alex von tobel founder of learnvest.com owned her product and sold it for 250 million hey man how much of this site do you own ben carter hmm? ben how much how much of blavity do you own dog uh these women incur the cost of creating and maintaining their own wide reach platform that means they also own the right to make decisions executive control over what direction that platform takes these women are true representations of magic happening in media and business this is hashtag black girl magic lesson on your masters of risk becoming no more than the network's pawn <clears throat> wow and it's sad that people are co-signing this shit in the comments this is ridiculous 
and 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 I get out such something that really 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 pisses me off is that when black women own anything, particularly to celebrate themselves, people have got to take people take what they mean and they twist it and they turn it and they make it mean other shit because I'm tired of people using hashtag black girl magic for shit that it was not goddamn intended for. Right. It was not intended for this. Right. It was intended for us to love and support ourselves for who we are. Right. Not 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 for you not for you to write these goddamn think pieces and then be like hashtag black girl magic like it's a fucking joke. Like, it's not real. Like, it's not black women out here doing fucking great and awesome, wonderful things in their lives and never goddamn being recognized by anybody, sometimes not even their own family and friends, goddamn not even their own husbands and boyfriends. And so it's fucking frustrating when people write these half-as-complimentary, insulting think pieces because to him it's complimentary to tell her she don't own shit. Mm-hmm. and then be like hash girl real you know what black girl magic fuck you you know and, and it's just one of those things where it, it just frustrates me when people do this particularly black men because you know what the shit wasn't about you so you had to write something to make it about you this is about melissa harris perry and her relationship with msnbc it didn't have a goddamn thing to do with you so instead of you just letting this shit roll out you had to write an article about something that had to rearrange the argument about your black ass and it didn't have a motherfucking thing to do with you duh it's this so patron he's just patronizing right and it's sexist right you, i know more than you this is what real black girl magic would be these other women not you you messed up take that as a lesson from the nigga that don't own blavity right you might as well say hashtag what about black on black crime god damn what a fucking idiot and that's man. something that i pick up on really really often when you read these articles and shit like that and you're like well goddamn, you're using the hashtag which ain't got a fucking thing to do with your arguments yeah also doesn't it seem like he started with the conclusion of i'm going to shit on melissa harris perry and then just like i'll figure a way out to in these next 1000 words right because and, and maybe it's just me and maybe i'm just fucking old critical thinking skills are gone people do not use critical thinking skills when they write articles not only that they don't have editors they don't have people that read people's shit and go nigga this don't make no motherfucking sense cross 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 redo do it again before i post it because you know nowadays everybody wants to get everything out quick so you just let them post shit and this is the end results when people don't proofread your stuff right yes uh she forgot she didn't own her own masters no she didn't she quit <laughs> she got fired you didn't need to do the basic research uh, yeah and that's what happened <laughs> when when there's no journalistic integrity and people aren't forced to go find the truth what a haphazardly written piece of shit right um all right let's get into uh the guest race um a hundred for told you guys what it was gonna be okay yeah, everybody got a 100 today just a hundred <laughs> no no other way to even view that guys. everybody um you know in case you weren't listening before everybody got a hundred you was playing the whole show mm-hmm. tried to tell you how we started off all right <clears throat> now that it's time for some guess the race that's, that's right, right it's guess the race time now that it's time for some guess the race that's, that's right it's guess the race time 
that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read or play news articles from all over the globe we ask our contestants today the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is racist all right uh i was reading something during that and fucked up the words <laughs> anyway um here, here's the first article uh and this happened look like this happened in charlotte so oh shit yeah that's kind of scary um apparently uh a woman killed her husband when she caught him with another woman oh uh a relative of crystal gambino i don't know if she's uh related to childish gambino told a gaston county 911 operator that gambino told her family that she killed her husband monday night after catching him with another woman the caller who identified himself as gambino's brother-in-law said in his 911 call that gambino put the body on the other of the other woman in a wheelbarrow oh wait before i even get into this <laughs> almost fucked up uh this these guesses of the races is brought to you by bevel mm-hmm. that's right bevel is trying to help you get that smooth skin mm-hmm. you got that kinky curly coarse hair don't you well aren't you trying to have products that are tailored to it bevel wants to give you not only freedom from your kinky curly nappy coarse hair bad products not the hair itself but the bad products that don't work with it they want to give you freedom from those products and they also want to give it to you for free oh are you interested are you listening now craig well you should be now there's a risk-free offer where you can get your first month free yes free or using code tbgwt free when you go to getbevel.com and use code tbgwt free free first month it only applies for new customers and memberships only so if you've been wanting to try bevel now is the time in melanin march start your melanin march off smooth as eggs <laughs> all right back to back to this um all right um so yeah the caller who identified himself as gambino's brother-in-law said in his 911 call that gambino put the body of the other woman in a wheelbarrow and rode her out to a burn pile in the backyard of the home shit shout out to Stephen avery she shared with her husband giovanni gio gambino crystal gambino 42 uh remained jailed wednesday without bond in gaston county charged with three counts of first degree murder and the shooting deaths of her husband 40 along with jeffrey glenn gillig jeffrey glenn gilligland and 39 year old stephanie lynn sanchez who was 33 okay so jeffrey was 39 so wait it was two dudes and a woman oh they, was it a threesome going on no little, little mmf maybe, action maybe by, i don't know mm, little male male female uh, multiple multiple media outlets reported that the three victims were shot in the bedroom of gambino's home on alexis lucia road and were naked when they were found gilliland and sanchez lived in at the Greenleaf inn a 55 dollar night motel on Monroe road there are people that met these are people that met had interaction and then came together uh and then the third party did not like it and took action so it must have been male male female threesome mm-hmm. um 
it says a 911 caller says crystal gambino told her family that she had cleaned up the scene and took care of the bodies <laughs> come on they was gonna catch you gaston county police said officers uh-uh. were called to the home at 8 p.m monday police found the victims after they entered the home they arrested crystal gambino in a short a short time later at a relative's home in nearby stanley a portrait of the couple found pulled together from interviews with neighbors and a collection of public records revealed an unwieldy business network and sometimes stormy marriage in 2009 crystal took out a temporary restraining order against her husband and filed for divorce requesting custody and child support for the couple's daughter now nine the case was dismissed that same year Gio gambino was charged with communicating threats against his wife and that charge is later dismissed crystal gambino is a singer songwriter whose crystal gambino band performs americana and alternative rock music according to her biography on reverb nation a website that promotes musicians the couple lived in a three-bedroom home valued at seventy-eight thousand dollars. it was built by crystal's great-grandfather said her cousin bob hager who lives a mile away hager said he doesn't know crystal that well but that geo attended services with them from from time to time at mount zion baptist church everybody liked geo hager said tuesday he was a good father he had good great concern for his wife he asked me to pray for her on one occasion he also described geo gambino as a strong christian Mm, having threesomes in the house with people from the Ah, hotel come on dog all right you say so buddy (laughs) (laughs) ain't giving that strong christian wood (laughs) according to a 2011 federal bankruptcy filer jill jambino took part in a scheme that defrauded the bank of granite out of two hundred and sixty thousand dollars a decade ago gambino and his partners forged documents bank statements tax forms and other records to make it appear that one of the partners an unemployed car salesman was wealthy enough to qualify for a loan to star gambino new york deli and specialty foods the car salesman identified as richard allen mays did not realize that he too was being swindled the document says he signed the loan guarantee once the money changed hands was quickly siphoned off by gambino and his other partners none was spent on the deli which the court says was never intended to be built according to the court record checks and or money wires were to numerous parties including geo gambino crystal gambino and other family members just some mafia shit uh Mays was held solely responsible for repaying the loan. In 2011, the bankruptcy court awarded the bank triple damages, leaving Mays liable for almost $800,000. The bank later sued all the partners in the Mecklenburg County Court. The Gambinos filed for bankruptcy in 2012. Guess the race of Crystal Gambino. Oh, they had the 911 call? February 29th, 2016. 19 hours, 17 minutes, 27 seconds.
I can give them the keys, let them, let them in the house. What's her name? Have you talked to anybody else? No. Have you made contact with him, right? He's snitching. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they think. Um, <laughs> mob wife who put a hit out on her husband, Italiano. They were the worst guys. Did this occur at, on Telegraph Ave? She'll probably be locked up until 3005 White. Oh. <laughs> Black Robert the Child of Gambino songs. Baby on fire. Better throw him in the burn pile, White. Gone girl, White. White woman whose husband clearly hated her. She had a th- He had a threesome at her house in her bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She walked in like Cisco and shit. <laughs> Taking the place uh mozzarella cheese in my bed (laughs) some uh someone kissing too many rings white the correct answer is white i guess she came home early expecting his warm embrace but something was wrong and it was written all over his face. Yeah, written all over her face. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let's go to the bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's one for one, really. Uh, but it's time to see what they can do in the bonus round when things start to heat up. Jeffrey David Santo, 43, is accused of fatally stabbing another man who said he had a small penis. Oh. He's been found not guilty of manslaughter by a South Australian Supreme Court jury. He pleaded not guilty to manslaughter of Sean Green, 27. Um, and who cares where? Uh, uh, the jury heard that Mr. Green was stabbed in the head after getting angry that he had lost a pouch containing meth and cannabis. The two agreed to retrace the route and find the drugs that ended up, uh, at Riddleton, at the Riddleton units. The court heard Mr. Green was searching the driveway in an increasingly agitated way when Santo told him he should not get angry at him for misplacing his own things. Santo told the court that Mr. Green became more agitated, took off his clothes, and proved that he did not have the drugs. Santo said he then stripped off all his clothes too. <laughs> he told the court that he said Mr. Green that he did not have any drugs. Don't I, I don't rip off mates. I'm old school. He said I stood up face towards the road and pulled down my pants and underwear santo said at that point he made me see he he made what he said was a joke about the size of mr green's penis i said i'm using i'm using the cold weather what's your excuse santo told police that mr green had a pocket knife and had approached him and that the killing was in self-defense i was near his face i said to him do you want to stab me and then sean snap out of it well i just did what most people would do i just grabbed both his hands alarm bells are going i thought i was gone someone coming at you with a knife i just thought i was fucked i was scared shitless to tell you the truth 
Santo told the court he found a pair of black handled scissors in his car and then eventually decided to protect himself by stabbing mr green in the arm he said in a panic and still fearing that mr green might have been bluffing when he fell to the ground he picked up the scissors and the knife got in the car and drove and later throwing the scissors out of the car window santo was found by police a few days later sleeping in another car in the driveway of a vacant house oh okay prosecutor tim Preston said witnesses including mr green's girlfriend would tell the court he was unarmed he suggested there was no lawful excuse for santos offending the prosecution contends that the accused did not act in self-offense and according to the stabbing of the deceased was both unlawful and dangerous prosecution also contends that the stabbing was disproportionate to the threat posed by the deceased and therefore unlawful a jury deliberated for a little over an hour and a, and a half before unanimously finding santos not guilty of manslaughter guess the race of mr jeffrey david santos the small penis bandit uh let's see what they say in the chat room a uh, literal dick measuring contest that led to an assault instead of mutual respect pete caucasity yeah these boys should have both been running for republican president oh they the one a uh, white man who brought a bought a pack of knife to a sword fight he was lacking down under ozzy white <laughs> uh <laughs> oh that's good donald trump supporter what color were the socks he st- st- stuck in his pants well he was taking dick pics white <laughs> three-fourths of the ghostbusters oh <laughs> uh, yeah he was white y'all y'all all got it right <laughs> damn buddy killed his friend Oh, it's a small penis joke gone wrong. Yes, he did. Oh. People fragile about them penises, man. Shout out to everybody in podcast land that as soon as I said small penis was like, white! Y'all, y'all uh, should be ashamed uh, of y'all selves. Uh, <laughs> they all black men with big, I mean, black men, Lord. See, y'all being racist. Yeah. White men with big penises. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I know a lot of y'all racist is all I'm saying uh all right let's get out of here on some sword ratchetness if i can there we go (laughs) now say i got a small penis <laughs> samurai sword psycho cut down to size a demented sicko convicted of brutally stabbing a mother of three in her trailer then still in her car deliberately plowing it into three female runners while will spend the rest of his life behind bars jason anthony warren who committed the horrific times crimes in 2012 used a samurai sword to gut the first victim dorothy ulrich at her hoopa california home during his getaway he fatally struck suzanne seaman oh that's an unfortunate last name as she uh-huh. <laughs> it's spelled s-e-e-m-a-n-n but you know her childhood was fucked up mm-hmm. she got all the jokes uh as she jogged with her friends terry roman little and jessica hunt uh that one could be unfortunate but i'm gonna say jessica hunt probably not as bad as Susie seaman um oh, Susie Seaman, I'm sorry. who were both severely injured but 
survived the nightmare assault dorothy 47 was spotted with the tattoo creep worn the day before her death her husband i mean her sister-in-law dorothy's body uh had four deep said dorothy's body had four deep wounds one of which pierced her heart as well as wounds to her shoulders and arms and chopping injuries to the head there was enough evidence of stress there was also evidence of strangulation damn this dude was crazy mm-hmm. he probably just hated women and shit and just finally got tired of listening to jl's podcast and said i'm gonna do something about this shit ah uh-huh, i've had enough of you among the ghastly evidence introduced in court were a shattered windshield spotted with dark brown stains and blood smears on the car's emergency brake handle one of susan's shoes was found it nearly it'll feel nearly 80 feet away from the point of impact where the vehicle struck her jessica's dog maggie was found dead in a ditch damn he killed the dog um everybody got some it was a wicked witch of the west he's like if you breathing in this house you're gonna get some of this uh it was no wonder that after seven grueling weeks the jury found the monster psychopath guilty it took him seven weeks nigga. right i would have been like look you guys want to pretend that we in here till lunch or y'all just want to go get something to eat on our own <laughs> come on dog mr warren will never get out of prison said judge timothy Cisner, confirming the killer's life sentence well good for everybody involved all right guys adamandeve.com code tbgwt getbevel.com tbgwt free and of course uh shout out productions don't forget saturday we're gonna be live tweeting all my premium peoples we're gonna be on there live tweeting um eight o'clock and more details coming wednesday all right until then i feel like this is a good healthy uh show about racism uh this is the kind of show where we uh lose a lot of fans oh yeah some, of, some of Ben tap out it's gonna be a lot of people that's definitely not gonna get into this show yeah don't write your angry emails mm-hmm. in we, don't we passively don't aggressively tag our show on facebook talking mm-hmm. about we hit or miss don't uh just just leave it alone it'll it will be back tomorrow talking about different shit if you didn't like this right but i'll never support putting black people in a box because we black all right man go out and get your freedom on your masters until tomorrow <laughs> i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.